0: Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm super excited to dig into this conversation with my friend, Esther Moreno, and uh, boy, we're going to get into it. We've already been talking off air, and we're (laughs) like, we got to get started. Um, But before we do, I just want to say thanks to to our sponsors, restoringleaders.org. If you're worn out, tired out, ready to burn out, maybe you feel isolated and alone, maybe you're hurting and you just have no place to go, I want to challenge you to check out restoringleaders.org. It's a donation-based mission that is there to help lead and guide leaders away from those kind of hurts and to take them to a place of refuel and refocus and renewal and restoration. And uh, we just want to help leaders move through the hard seasons and get that day one joy and passion back. So if you're ready and you want to live restored and lead renewed, check out restoringleaders.org. You can schedule a call there and we would be honored to serve you there. So, this week's podcast um I'm excited because uh it's timely and it's a needed conversation and I'm so glad my friend wrote this new book uh because I really believe it's going to help a lot of you out there to to get some perspective on the what what I, what I like to call the new now um but it's it's really some times of crisis and so my friend Esther has written this brand new book and She is just a power-packed, powerful leader that loves children's ministry. Her joy of the Lord overflows. And uh, just don't mess with her. If you park in front of her driveway, um, (laughs) you'll see a whole other side. No, just
1: I know. I turned into Karen. (laughs) No offense to any of the Karens out here. We love Karens. (laughs) Karen's are welcome on this podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, but Esther, you are so not that way. I mean, I know you can bum a bear. I'm sure you got it, but you have to have it. Because uh, you're a mom and you got kids, and oh you just goodness. have to yes. be that. Yeah. But, no, you but know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, people are going to have no idea what we talked about there, and that's okay. But welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Oh, my goodness. Tom, are you excited? I'm excited. I'm like, what <laughs> has taken so long for me I know. to hang out with my friend Tom? I blame you. Um,
0: I am I am so sorry because you had me on yours and I and, and it took me forever to get on on mine so but we're not here right and now. we're My we're gonna excited. get you back to we'll already say we'll get you back on here too so well you know the, the typical routine here at the podcast is to always start off with a why question so I want to know why did you get into children's ministry what's your why
1: Oh my goodness. My why behind children's ministry? Because my dad made me. That (laughs) was my why of how I got in children's ministry. That's honest. (laughs) A lot of you guys may not know. I'm a PK. I'm an infamous PK. Me too. So we, you know, we grew up in the church. Uh, My dad was actually, his ministry was actually to broken churches. Uh, so that was his position so his job was to go in to a church that was like marred with all of this drama and stress and strife and then he would go in and get it back to where it needed to be and as soon as it got healthy they would pull our family out and we would have to go to the next church that had all this drama going on so we have seen i I would say the good the bad and the ugly i think we saw the bad the ugly and the uglier
0: yep (laughs) Yep,
1: (laughs) growing up in the church and my dad of course he made me uh, do children's ministry and 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 be over the kids as as I was growing and I'm like I don't want to do it but he made me do it (laughs) it. and I'm so glad with all of the amazing things and the opportunities that God has given me yeah. um, to just impact a generation for Christ. I'm like, yeah. Dad, I love you. Thank you for forcing me to do children's <laughs> ministry. <laughs> I now appreciate it. <laughs>
0: all that, but you know, yeah, we've got very similar backgrounds and because yeah, we got drafted and I was doing puppets behind a stage as a kid for Bible school and I helped build sets and do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, because when you're
1: Tom, shout out to people who do puppets. (laughs) I don't, I don't even understand. Like when I I just do not have the muscles in my hand. (laughs) It
0: it takes work. There's no doubt about it. But I learned, especially the puppets that i had esther were these hard plastic heads with this cloth little i mean they were <laughs> terrifying I, I i think kids today if i pulled these out would scream and run away um because they were they were scary um we had this little lion puppet and i could do this lion growl so i got to be the lion for daniel in the lion's den um that was my part i'd go oh, home oh, with a sword I had through. to
1: be the easter bunny one year <laughs> For Easter extravagance, I had to be the Easter bunny puppet. Oh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. There you go. My okay. He still makes fun of me. He's like, <laughs> that was the weirdest puppet routine. <laughs> Why did it look like the puppet was taking a nap? It was like, because my hand <laughs> muscles.
0: As yeah. Were As I say, me. you got a wrist cramp, hand <laughs> cramp. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. There's no doubt about it. And it's it's painful doing puppetry sometimes. People don't realize the injuries that you It can... is
1: a sport. Uh,
0: yes yes it should be it for sure should be all right well enough about puppets cuz that's not <laughs> what this podcast was anything about cuz you wrote a great book um i've loved i mean getting into this it i love the charts i love the questions this this really isn't just a normal just buzzsaw read people um i'm going to tell you if that's don't do that um you'll miss the meat that she puts yeah. in this thing um, but you wrote a book called Children's Ministry in Crisis. Um, so I want to know what prompted you to to do that because that sounds really intense. And I know a lot of people are feeling some heavy weights in a heavy season. So yeah. I do think that it's very accurate. But what prompted the, the this this book for you?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I, I, I always say I never write a book by myself. I, I am just a firm believer um, that we're all in this together, that, that uh, my situation may be different from someone else's situation, which may be different from someone else's situation. So whenever I write a book, I like to get multiple leaders together and just dialogue and and really discuss just what's going on. Um, really whenever I do a book project, Tom, I will tell you, I totally write off of my failures. (laughs) that, (laughs) That is the place that I just, I just come from. When it comes to leadership, I know what it's like, you know, uh, being seminary trained, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, when you're seminary trained or, or go to Bible college, a lot of times you are thrown into leadership without mm-hmm. actually, uh, knowing how to actually follow. Mm-hmm. So, so, a, but very everyone's true. true and, and, and you're the leader. So you're like, I better act like one, but you don't necessarily know how to be one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which was me kind of going in. time I will tell you my first position in the ministry. I remember it was a cakewalk for me. It, I mean, it was super easy. Mm-hmm. I was in a place that was already established. It was very maintained. And I made the mistake to think, oh it's because I'm a great leader like this is why (laughs) all this is happening like it is just I mean this was the culture Uh of this church and one of my biggest mistakes was trying to assume that the culture of one space is the exact Mm. culture of the next space
0: Uh huh. Uh -huh. and
1: Tom when I tell you I got slapped in the face Oh, no. when it came to leadership in the next position and i'm like oh my goodness it it was a disaster i i didn't know what i was doing everyone's looking to me to lead and i struggled and yeah. i know that we are coming out of a season you know uh, a a global pandemic what's that that was just a little thing that impacted the, mm. the entire world
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: especially the church and and even now as I've dialogued with with leaders across the country, they are still, to this day, trying to rebuild. You know, I, th- I think when yep. we go on social media or or we see ads from mega churches or or we see pictures, it's easy for us to think, oh, well, I'm the problem. It's it, you know, it's all of these yeah. issues, and I'm just not called to this because all these other people look like they're fine. The truth is most churches are not mega churches. They're not these huge churches. And a lot of us are struggling. So I I really wrote Children's Ministry in Crisis, not to scare people, but kind of as a clarion call to say, hey, let's wake up. I mean, if you know me, I am the Children's Ministry (laughs) wake up call, (laughs) pastor, but to to wake people up, to to know that we've been called to this sacred Holy work. Do Mm -hmm. not give up. If you feel like your children's ministry is in crisis, get up. You are not alone. Let's look at ourselves. Let's look at maybe some of our own deficiencies, some that maybe were hidden, pre-pandemic. And now they're really showing themselves strong. Let's attack those. Let's go forth with the spirit of excellence and be the best that we can be in the name of Christ yeah. as we are fighting for the next generation that's growing up in the world where they are being told the truth is whatever, whatever you want it to be, we cannot afford to be lax in, in how we lead. So, so really- yes. I wrote it mm. just, just, just to wake us up because I like to remind myself on how sympathy <laughs> of a leader I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, tiring. but we but we've all been there. And 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 you're right, as a as a seasoned leader, sometimes I look at some some people and I'm you know, again, I not supposed to compare, but you, you look at it and go, Wow. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: they don't realize how good they got it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I mean cuz i'm so old that when they started children's ministry i mean yeah i was doing flannelgraph uh <laughs> and, and puppets and and uh, i made some of my own flannelgraph stuff um uh, i made my own visuals um i mean it and, and yet now now people walk in and you can download this download that yeah. and there's all this done for you stuff and i'm like no it, it's diy i did it myself yeah yeah <laughs> um, because if I didn't do it, it wasn't going to happen. But it, the leadership struggles definitely have have come to light in, yeah. in, in the pandemic because people have. Yeah, I think yeah. there's been a sifting of the church and there is yeah. there is a, a call for a, a different kind of leadership. And I like that you come right out of the gate in the first chapter and you talk about the lack of leadership and yeah. and that sometimes we... Lean to places that we probably shouldn't have leaned to um, yeah, yeah. when it comes to leadership. So talk about this a little bit. We obviously yeah. can't give away too much of the chapter, <laughs> but but let's I, let's tease I, it and so
1: bad at that. I like every time I write a book and I, I do these things, I'm like, I'm just going to tell you what the whole book says. And I'm, I'm trying to be better. So you guys to help me out. Just go ahead and buy the book after this. I was gonna say, just say, just go get the, get book get too. the in, entire book here, but you may forget. So you're going to have the book, but that's right.
0: Well, you need it for the notes and the questions and stuff that's in here, the yeah. checklists and stuff. I mean, so
1: Tom, I think that there are so many layers to leadership. And I think that children's ministry leadership in particular is so unique. I don't think that you could just put that type of leadership in a category w- just with everybody else. And, you know, really, w- when I talked about no leadership, my my goal in that was to really challenge children's ministry leaders to really um, look at the definition when it comes to leadership and, and how leadership, when it comes to children's ministry, has completely been redefined. I mean, it's a completely... Mm. New definition. When I went into children's ministry, it was this girl has a lot of energy and she likes kids. Let's make her the children's pastor. I'm <laughs> like, you do that today, um, your children's ministry will be in crisis. <laughs> because,
0: Absolutely.
1: I yeah. Mean, it, it 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 just takes so much. The the layers are so much from building teams and and building people and authentic relationships and. All of the other things that go into leading—it's so much more than just being the one man band, right? Mm. And, and 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 teaching the kids, or even having the kids like you, you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's leading people, it's leading parents, it's—it's it's working well with senior leadership. It's so many different layers. Yeah. So really. Um, in this book, I I and you're right, Tom. I went I went straight in stepping <laughs> on toes. I have already gotten so much feedback of people saying, Man, my toes are sore uh-huh. from you yep. know from reading this book. And and I challenged them by challenging the old Esther. You know, the old Esther, when I didn't have help, it's not a big deal. I'll get my family to help. Right. They, yep. They'll yep. come in, they'll help. Hey, this person called off instead of you know, building people and, and, and recruiting other people, I would depend so heavily on my yeah. family and didn't realize that I was building a culture that said to other people, I don't really need you because I have my family, but yep, right. thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Or, and, and you don't know, it's like these scales were on my eyes, yeah. you know, and, and they were, yeah. and they were thick. And I think that so many leaders across the country we really struggle with these hidden scales that we can't see because these are good people these are Mm -hmm. these are people we don't go into children's ministry like hey i'm signing up for this because i want to put our this children's ministry in crisis
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right no
1: we want to be good leaders we want to be ambassadors for our parents and our children's ministry workers and We want to take the gospel of Jesus Christ and and, and impact a a generation. We want to impact the communities in which we've been planted in, but it takes leadership. And sometimes that's not natural. And and that's okay. It's okay if that's not natural for you, but it's okay to be at a certain point in leadership, but it's not okay to stay there. There you go. If you know you're there. Mm -hmm. Really, that was, and I'll, let me tell you, Tom, when it came to no leadership, I was an expert. I really need to write a book about, let me tell you about a girl who had no leadership skills. Whatsoever. <laughs> She's impacting a generation.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's it. I mean, a lot of us come into children's ministry and we, we are great with children and yeah. we love children and we like being in front of the children. And then you pull back the curtain and realize there's a whole nother world I need to be good at, yeah, um because if I don't, I'm never gonna see a harvest. I'm not gonna see, and I'm gonna lose credibility.
1: yeah. um
0: and like you said, repel volunteers because yeah. you're gonna lean into you know, and some of us, it may not even be your family. It may just be that you create your own holy huddle.
1: Yeah, and yeah. you've
0: got your people that are very like-minded. Yeah. And so you just lean on them and you burn them up and out too. Um, yeah. while you burn yourself out. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and Tom and Tom, church politics, what's oof, that? Uh, do uh, I be good at that? <laughs> yes, oh, you do. <laughs> Yeah,
0: there's a podcast and a whole book. Um mm-hmm. well, and that le- that leads me to the next question because in another area that you talk about is this idea of working with senior leaders. And one of the things that I know is I talk to younger leaders, especially they're like, how do I get a seat at the table? Um, You know, because it seems like it's just senior leadership and children's ministry. And if you're a senior leader, which I don't get a lot of senior leaders listening to this podcast, but if you are, uh, you're making a huge mistake. If your children's ministry leader is not at your senior leaders table. Um, and so sometimes, though, you know, sometimes I will say, I think it's because of how we act.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: if they think if your senior pastor walks by and goes, did I hire a clown as a permanent, you know, <laughs> um, is is this is this just a, an entertainer? You know, sometimes the way we act and the way yeah. we do things, yeah. it does. Tom, it...
1: Tom, there was this meme. I don't know if you saw it. It was on the I Love Kidney page. And there was Big Bird. And it and, and it said on it, it said, um, I'm not gonna say it right, but it talked about what it feels like being a children's ministry leader in a in a staff meeting. And it was like all these professional people, and there was Big Bird, and Big <laughs> Bird was taking notes with crayons. <laughs> <So what laughs> Everyone like has, you know, they they have all their you know professional yeah. computers out, and for me it was a joke twofold. Like part of it, I was like, man, this is really funny. But then another part of me, I was like, man, but this is sad because yeah. sometimes this is how we're seen, you yep. know, in, in the church. And yep. I think that, you know, we need to be more intentional. Yeah. I think that children's ministry leaders are, are brilliant, but we're not the best at times. in in really showing that to yeah. senior leadership and, you know, one, I think we need to remember that when it comes to senior leadership, when it comes to senior pastors, that they're human, you know, they're human just like us. And mm-hmm. and this was something that I struggled with, Tom, when I first went into children's ministry. I mean, it, it was a little intimidating to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the senior pastor, you know, uh, this is the boss, what he says goes and and let me see uh, how I can kind of go along you know, with this, even if it's something I didn't disagree, I, I wasn't the best ambassador for my department when, mm. when they needed things. And because I was poor in being an ambassador for them, then the children's ministry struggled as a result. They were looking to me for the things that they needed, but I wasn't being a strong enough voice. And, you know, we, we talk about being invited to the table. You know, I think one of the things that we we need to do because, and I say this, I said this in my last book, children's ministry. Actually, the book before this is actually <laughs> my fourth book. The book before that, <laughs> children's ministry wake up call. I talked about how you can be sitting at the table but not really be a respected voice. Mm, there you that go. Is so vital for children's ministry leaders to. This is a part of our job. This is the new role. You know, when it comes to redefining leadership. We need to make sure and assess, am I a respected voice at the, am I just sitting here, but I'm not really invited to this. Am I just Big Bird (laughs)
0: sitting at
1: this table (laughs) and Big Bird added tons of value to Sesame Street?
0: Yes, he did. He's one of my favorite characters.
1: Yeah. But are they just seeing me like this? I think the first thing we need to do, we need to embrace that church politics is real. Yeah. we don't want to talk about it. It is a ugly word to us. We, uh-huh. you know, we, we're in the ministry because we love Jesus and we want to make him known to everybody. Yep. And, and church politics just sounds dirty. It just, it just sounds messy,
0: right? Sure. but It's,
1: it's real. And the children's ministry leader, you know, who, who really wishes to thrive really has to learn how to navigate through church politics yep. Yep. in a way That's, that's not compromising, but in a way that's healthy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that really requires that we get more strategic. There's another word.
0: (laughs) There you go. Mm
1: -hmm. be Be very strategic and, and know the table. When you're sitting at a table, it is vital that you know the people. Who are sitting at the table? Do you Ooh, know good. the people that are sitting at the table? Do you know their mannerisms? Do you know the rules? L- listen, every table Tom has—they have rules.
0: Absolutely.
1: And when you break the rules of the table, that's when you end up in a situation to where yep. you are sitting at a table, but you are not a respected voice yep. at the table because you broke the rule. I—I I did this. This is one of my positions I had the pastor was very sensitive. He just was, he didn't want you to certain things. You don't say if you need help, Hey, I need extra volunteers. That doesn't sound like a bad thing to mention in the staff meeting for him. It was like, you were on trial for murder. If you said that wow. you need help in front of everybody, you know, and a lot of us will say, well, this is ridiculous. Instead of saying, Hey, I just learned a rule at the table. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So if I'm having an issue, I'm going to say it after I'm going to come personally and really dialogue. Hey, I'm having this issue. One, I'm going to come with solutions, my own set of solutions, you know, and, right. and Tom, you know, guy, he is in corporate America. He's an attorney and he's a boss over people. And he's like, listen, I am a boss. The most annoying thing to me as a boss is if you come to me with a problem, but you don't have no solutions, Yep. you, you come yep. with the problem and you come with the solutions, And then I will join yes. you with mine and we will dialogue together. There but you go. Don't, don't just complain about the problem. So we don't know the rules of the table and yep. we are constantly complaining I know I have been there because children's ministry, let's be honest, it is a place where a lot of us we we struggle with lack. I mean, it, it will be a total lie to act like oh no, children, they get everything everybody else gets that like like we don't have to fight a little bit harder right.
0: yep.
1: <laughs> for our babies <laughs> and for our volunteers. We do. That is yep. a part of what it is. You know, um, the end of my book, I wrote a letter to senior pastors, you know, and I was, I was very intentional and it was on the behalf of the hearts of, of children's ministry leaders who, who want to do a good job, who want to be great ambassadors, yes. but really addressing the very real chasm between senior leadership and, 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 and children's ministry, you know, leadership and how sometimes, sometimes unintentionally, you know, sometimes senior leadership can can be a problem, and they may not even realize that they are the stumbling block that's in the way from the children's ministry going yeah. to the to, to the next level. And it's all unintentional. Uh, leaders who don't realize they have these these uh, invisible scales on their eyes. Senior leadership mm-hmm. don't realize that some of the policies that they have put in place are 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 preventing or blocking the children's yes. ministry from blossoming. In the yep. way that God has called for it to be, so really, just strategy is is the name of the game. And I, I yes, I I mention this, and sometimes time I get so uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't want <laughs> you to think I'm a greasy car salesman. <laughs> like I'm
0: not <laughs> trying to be yeah, that. You are not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but being being strategic, you know, I'm just a firm believer that our God did not just put he put everything. Everything just showed up. God was very strategic. And how he created everything to make sure this was taken care of. So he created this and then he waited to create this because he had to create this so that this would be taken care of. Mm -hmm. We serve a strategic God. And Mm -hmm. I think that we will benefit if children's ministry leaders were more strategic and how they navigated, you know, when it came to senior leadership, God may give you a vision, but a vision is meaningless. If you can't sell it to senior leadership Mm -hmm. and they say, no. Do you know how to sell a vision to senior leadership? These are the types of things that I really unpack um, in the book, just because talking to people all over the country and hearing their struggles when it comes to senior leadership in their churches. It is just, it's a, it's a real thing, Tom, that I think really really needs to be addressed if we are really going to move forward.
0: Yep. Yeah. Leadership and, and a seat has to be earned. There's no doubt about it. Nobody's just going to hand it to you. Um, and you're right. Spot on with the whole learning. Um, you know, you've got to learn is your is your pastor, is your senior leader, somebody who wants to hear a story. You know, he they, doesn't they just want bullet points. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a storyteller. Yeah. I, ha- I served under a pastor who was a very stringent bullet point person. He didn't want to hear my stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I want bullet points. Um, or he might tolerate one quick story, summarize, read or digest version, yeah, whether well, yeah. I just dated myself there. Um, <laughs> it, it, but you got to, you know, because when I showed him that I could do that, it gave me more influence with him. Yeah. And you're, And you're right. When I came to him with a problem and I had three bullet point solutions yeah. that I could offer him right away, I gained that potential. And then the other part, too, that I think a big mistake that I made early on is when I was asked to speak in children in in the, in the staff yeah. meetings, I stayed silent. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't think I had anything really to contribute yeah. to other yeah. departments even. Yeah. And I started engaging. And when I started engaging with other places or, hey, I have this you could use. Yeah. Um, it was amazing the difference. At yeah. the table that I found, that people started looking at at me, going, hey, "This guy, you know, it's yeah. not just a blind squirrel that finds the nut. He he yeah. actually knows where the whole stash yeah. is." Um, um I so, think
1: that, I think it's so important that we share our wins. Yes, I think every every weekend, every yep. midweek, there's a win. Yep. This is not our ministry. This is God's That's
0: right. Ministry.
1: And if if you don't have a win. Every every Sunday, I just don't think you're looking for it, you yeah. know. If, if a child is ministered to, if if, if a, a child who is normally in the corner and in a shell comes out, you have a win. And I think that we have to be so intentional in yes. in selling those wins too, and, Absolutely. and sharing those to senior leadership because people like winners. I mean, it's just I make up the rule. Like yep. people like yep. winners, they want to know that you're winning. When they see that you're winning, it causes them to trust you. If they trust you and you have a need, they trust that. And it causes you to get the provision that you need to fill that need. And I think that that is just so important. I think we forget, you know, David uh, uh, did that before he was king. When he went to Saul, you know, he, he went through his resume, you know, when Saul was like, why should I put you out there? you're you're just a kid. You're going to get yourself (laughs) killed. He was like, let me tell you, I'm going to share with you my wins. I I killed this lion that people don't know about. He he was going through each and every one of his wins to gain the trust of the king. In ministry, we don't like to think of it this way, but the senior pastor is the king of that space. Yep. You do not want to offend the <laughs> king of, the, of this space. You know, I had a friend. It was so funny. She got so frustrated with, you know, with someone in leadership. And she said, I couldn't take it anymore. You know, and she said, I just, I got an attitude with him. And I just got so upset with him. And I just told him like it was. And oh, I boy, my head, you told the king's best friend <laughs> what it was. Do you not think that the king's best friend is not going to go to the king and tell mm-hmm. the king that you crazy and that's going to hurt the entire children's ministry department? Nope. I mean, just thinking of, of, of things, you know, like that yeah. and, and adding value beyond yep. just children's ministry. I mean, we always have needs in children's ministry. Like, it, it, we yeah. always have a need. Always, so, yeah. We're always going to be able to talk about our needs, but how often do we really pick up a church leadership book? That's not just about children's ministry, but it's about helping the church to be better. And that when when, when a senior pastor has an issue and brings it to the table, you're actually able to add value on that Mm -hmm. issue. How impressive is that? You know, we are so bad at that. And You know, in children's ministry where we are just not the best of that. And if we really want to be that respected voice, we need to come with it. We need to be better at all yes. costs. There are, there are some, you know, weekends when I came in and I said, I'm not dressing like a children's pastor. I'm mm-hmm. wearing my college shirt, my khaki mm-hmm. pants and my heels today to show mm-hmm. that yep. I, I I am someone to be respected and to be listened to and just yes. be intentional with things like that i think that is so important and we just miss the boat so often
0: we do we do and it and it leads to a lot of some of the self created crises yeah. <laughs> that we that we do and and one of those things is that that problem of that we struggle getting help right now yeah. and everybody knows that this this yeah. this feels like a pandemic to us yeah um and and honestly, I do feel like, you know, one of the, the pieces of gold I've always taken from my past experiences, when I started feeding my wins to my yeah. leader, I'd asked him, how could I share some stories with you that you could use for, you know, w- would you like some that you could use during your sermons and stuff like that? And what was so cool was, is he's like, yeah, send me some. So every week I would shoot him an email with some bullet point life change stories of things that happened in the children's ministry. It was amazing how he worked those into his messages.
1: Wow. It
0: was such a great recruiting tool for me because people started hearing about what's happening down there in the children's area. So what would you say to a leader that is struggling right now and feeling this crisis, this overload? Because everybody's feeling it when it comes to volunteers, because um, yeah. you address some really good stuff in the book about this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is don't be discouraged. Like you're not alone. I think uh, really often it's easy to compare ourselves. You know, whenever I do workshops and Tom, you know, I train people across the country. I always go in knowing that I have different groups of people in that room that I'm talking to. You know, I, 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 I got people who are like, hey, we're good. You know, uh, don't you hate it when you're struggling with volunteers and you hear from Ugh. other leaders, oh, we've grown in our volunteer base. I'm going to punch you in the face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a lot of people, they struggle with that. Yeah. So please don't think that you're on an island all by yep. yourself or even mm. that you're like this horrible, horrible leader and. Th- I, I have talked to so many senior pastors. You're talking about volunteers. They cannot even get a leader who lead the children's ministry, let alone volunteers. Yep. That, is, that is not even their biggest issue is actually getting leadership. And oh, things all apart yep. if you don't have the leader. So so many people are struggling with that. I would say, obviously, the first thing I would say is, is pray. Uh, Jesus knew this was going to be a problem, you know, <laughs> uh, he said, pray, you know, to the God of harvest, yes. you know, um, for those laborers to come into our field. And, and, and obviously I would pray, but I think that, and I'm going to say this time, I think that we really missed the boat in creating authentic connections Ooh. with people. I yeah. think that, that is so important. I have a friend, I always get in trouble when I do podcasts because people always identify themselves in that. <laughs> you
0: I'm, were, I'm, were talking about me.
1: Talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course. Uh, yeah. It, uh, it was totally you, but I have a friend, and, you know, <laughs> and we've, we've been dialoguing about really being intentional and building relationships. Listen, building relationships is work. It, it, it is. Time. It is an investment And, you know, she was talking to one of her colleagues, they kind of do it together. And one is over one part of the children's ministry and she's over the other. And she always comments to my friend like, wow, that's really great. You're building all these great relationships. Like, I wish I had time for that. I don't have time to really talk to people. And I'm like, you are murdering your children's ministry department if you are not making time. For people, if you are not making time to really create these 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 authentic connections, because people don't want to just be another number, right? I mean, they don't. And and it, I I'm trying not to tell this book, you know, but it, it's, <laughs> it's it's so hard for me because there is this one part that I mean, for me, it was convicting um, to me as I was writing it because I've seen myself act like this as a leader. And it, it says, you know, a lot of times we send subtle messages to our volunteers because our actions say, I need you, but I don't want to be friends with you. Ooh. I want you to embrace the call, but I don't want to do life with you. I don't need to know you or your family. I just need you to show up when you're scheduled. Wow. And I think if we're honest, a lot of us have been guilty Yep. of making people feel like that in yes. and ministry and, and yeah. wonder why people don't want to join we i think we forget too that people have friends <laughs> and if they get treated a certain way in your ministry yeah they're not just going to leave the ministry they're not just going to say hey i'm joining the park i've been called to the parking ministry
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: they're not just going to give you that excuse they're yeah. going to tell their friends And their friends are not going to want to be a part of the ministry as well. So I think in in little subtle ways, we might be causing a crisis in in our ministries that we don't realize. You know, I think that is really short sighted to say you should want to be a part of this ministry because we need to be reaching children for Christ. And that's not how you get (laughs) volunteers like (laughs) no people, especially parents. They are the they are the busiest they have ever been. I mean, we are in this microwave culture. Everyone go, 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 go. Yep. People, if they don't feel nurtured, if they don't feel cared about, even if they, even if you get them to come on board and then you drop them and you don't continue to invest in relationships, yeah. that is that is going to affect the retention rate. That is going to affect you getting and keeping volunteers. So Mm. I'm, I'm just such a firm believer authentic we just need to get back to authentic connect not just connecting with people and don't give me and Tom. this is gonna sound so bad because <laughs> i'm like and i'm not making fun of children ministry leaders who give you like a candy bar <laughs> <or something. laughs> i i really i prefer for you to ask me like in a way that shows that you really care about me hey esther how are you doing I was yes. on social media and I saw that this was going on. Tell me about this. Can we be doing, what can I be doing to pray for you? Girl, that mm-hmm. is crazy because this happened in my family. Let me tell you, and I just want to encourage you and know that you are not, that would make me feel so much better. Then, yes. hey, please pick up your Christmas uh, blanket uh, in the Narthex for serving and know <laughs> that you're appreciated in the children's ministry. wing. Like, <laughs> what's that? that blanket like, i just oh, i'm gonna man. get in trouble again i'm great friends. no you're you're spot on again. though
0: you're spot on because that's tends to be what our defaults are yeah and i've told people sending a text message randomly to volunteers and letting them know how much you love them and care yeah. for them and value them is is fantastic it, it it's way better than than yes oh. getting getting a candy bar having I mean one of the best things I ever did was we had during the especially during the summers when we did it we we had fire pit Fridays and I opened up my house we had a fire pit out back oh. and we just told people just show up it's open house format come on over you bring a chair if you want to um we're gonna have some more stuff and hot dogs and whatever and you can that come and so sit awesome. by the fire and just we weren't talking anything to do with ministry. In fact, I even told them, I don't want to talk church stuff tonight. I want to talk about you guys and life and let's just, you know, what's going on in your world. And it, that was such a huge uplift for my team who was exhausted when I came to this place that I was serving. And I just wanted to hang out with them. And they were like, we've never had a leader do this kind of stuff before. We're not really sure. And some of them that, yeah. that they didn't come. The I, the first one was real small. I had like three people show up. Yeah. Um, and but the second and the third and the fourth ones we yeah. did, we got like 25, 30 yeah. people showing up all this. And they didn't just hang out for 10 minutes. They stayed for two hours. Wow. Um, you know, I'm like piling more wood on the fire and grabbing more marshmallows. Mom, I and...
1: think I think that such <laughs> a message and like what you were saying. Because I I know so many people who will be like oh that's a great idea and 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 they'll do it and like you said the first one you first couple ones you only got a few people to show up and they're like oh well this doesn't work I tried yep. it it yeah, doesn't work. I quit yeah I quit <laughs> and they completely neglect the fact that in order to create a culture a culture must be built yes. and it, and it is built over time there so you it, if you start it and you quit that culture is not going to be built. And it is extremely hard to shift a culture, especially if you have this rigid culture over here, it is going to take time. So I love how you shared.
0: Mm.
1: We only had a few people the first time and that was okay. And now it's grown to 20, 30 people who don't just want to come in, but they want to stay yeah. because they feel loved. I mean, to me, that is so exciting, Tom. You you shifted mm-hmm. A culture. I mean, to hear that, like we've never had a leader do this before. You know, that was a shifting of a culture. So I love that. I think so many of us would benefit if if we would do things like that to build those authentic connections. To create opportunities and space to to build those authentic connections, and how we can be surprised. I have made the most amazing loyal friends from taking out the time to build authentic connections Mm -hmm. you think that you're helping them (laughs) that you're benefiting the children's ministry and the lord is like no i'm trying to help you girl because you need some friends and you need some support and you need to have people to go to not to talk about children's ministry not to just call on and say hey somebody then show up in the fifth and sixth grade classroom what you had on there (laughs) but to get prayer you know you need. Uh, we thrive in community, and if we want our children's ministry to thrive, we need to create a community mm. out of our children's ministry, and not just volunteers who show yep. up, put put in their card, and then leave. Yeah, yep. I love it.
0: Oh, that's it's such cool. wisdom right there. I hope you all caught that. Um, and 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 then I hope what you'll do is take the next step and ask some of your volunteers, "How do you feel about our community?"
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: sometimes what we think as a leader, because yeah. you said it earlier about how sometimes the reason why we don't have the volunteers is because we're in the way, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that we're you know, and it even goes back to your, the the no leadership chapter, and I, that's yeah. why you know this book you you all got to go get the book because there's this kind of wisdom that's practical to make you think, and and she's got these questions in there to really stop you in your tracks and go. All right. I know I think I'm perceiving it to be like this, but uh, yeah. let me ask some of these questions of yeah. my volunteers and people around me and see if it's true. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's a powerful thing. Oh, it's a Tom, humbling whoa, thing for us.
1: Tom, you, wait, you asking us to assess ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> that's scary.
0: <laughs> oh, it is. It is terrifying. Oh, man. And I it's mean, so
1: important. It, it is so important that we assess ourselves. I mean, I think I still think to this day, you know, we always talk about delegation. Mm. I still think that there are people. If we will admit, we struggle with delegating. We struggle mm. with giving things away for whatever reason it is. Yep. Maybe we struggle and we say no for other people who are around. It. We just assume no, nope, they're right. too busy. Yep. I, I'll be the first one. I hate it. I did not go into marketing. Okay, I hate marketing. I'm like, I have to ask people for things.
0: <laughs>
1: I hate this. You know. I know. Uh, And that's a part of children's ministry. We have to be able to market and build a team and recruit and bring people on and then make them want to stay. This is a part of marketing as well. For some of us, we're uncomfortable with that. So I think if we assess, like you're saying, Mm. we might assess, this is a weakness of mine. I'm uncomfortable. I make a lot of excuses on why people can't help. And I sabotage our ministry Mm -hmm. from moving forward because- of me, you know, and sometimes we have to get over ourselves, you, you know, go. and our limitations and, and just just do it. I I promise, I guarantee you will poop the same if someone says no to you. <laughs> <laughs> won't change. You will not have to go to the doctor, I promise you. <laughs>
0: oh man. Oh, oh, I hate to wrap this up. I want to keep going, but <laughs> we ended we, with poop. We, That's we, poop. We've, we've, with. i mean it's children's ministry right sometimes it is um yeah clean that up yeah uh, yeah you know, you know, but here's the thing some people leave because they're like oh that's too messy in my church i'm gonna go well guess what there's still yep. some of that over in the next place yep. too yep. Um, yep. i was you know the reason why the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence because there's a lot more cows over there that are yep. making the mess <laughs> um, there's a lot more fertilizer over there you don't really want to step in yep. that one <laughs> Um, but some people just run and, and duck and yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, we, folks, we've hardly scratched. I mean, she talks about no training, being outdated, burnout, spiritually dead chapter. Ooh, the burnout yeah. one obviously resonates with me because I coach all that stuff. And then I love how you finish with hope. Um, and so we'll kind of wrap it up with this is what do you want leaders to take away from reading children's ministry in crisis?
1: Oh my goodness. I, I, I think one of the biggest things. I, I want them to take away, which is really weird, because it's called children's ministry in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want them to take away hope, and, and and encouragement, and to know that whatever those deficiencies that 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 you have that may be unveiled in this book, you don't have to stay there. You know, and I am just such a firm believer that. Um, Leaders, you know, aren't born, you know, but they're made.
0: Yes. And
1: that and, and the mistakes you may be making today are are the, the same things that tomorrow you could be transforming your children's ministry department and changing lives because you have invested in doing the work. It is work. Children's ministry <laughs> is, is, is work, you know, yes. but that God has put everything in you that you need to be Mm -hmm. successful right where you are and i i i know i have been there i've had those discouraging moments but you know god is in the midst and i think one of the reasons that i really wrote the spiritually dead chapter that kind of was a scary chapter was to remind people you know that god is there Mm -hmm. you know that faith is 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 should be the foundation of, of everything yeah. that we do and everything that we are. And how easy is it, Tom, to steer from that, to wake up one day and you're going through the motions and you're so busy doing the work of the ministry, even, even you know, with platforms, you know, as I meet so many people with different platforms are so busy trying to maintain the platform and do the work of the ministry that that, that relationship with God, that intimacy has grown yeah. stale. Yeah. And you don't even enjoy what you you're doing because the presence of God is not there. And yeah. you know, really, I I want to inc- inspire and encourage people to just really wake up. You know, if if anything, to run back to Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, to to plead, to cry out for fresh oil, God. Yes, I need fresh oil. I I am completely messed up. I have fallen short of this, 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 and this. But I need you. I want you to take over this children's ministry. I, I need you to help me to be the leader that you want me to be there. I'm going to tell mm. you, Tom, there are tons of books out there. They're dime a dozen. If you need a, a, a children's ministry book, you know, and, and one book that I, I write this books like this to really draw people to this book. Yeah. So one of the most important books yes, that the they're ever they going to have Absolutely. And to, to let that be the foundation of their ministry and to let that be the foundation of their leadership. Yeah. And to really be inspired to, to get up and to go forth with a, a spirit of excellence and mm. how they lead and to lead everything that they do. We were supposed to be doing it as if we're doing it unto the Lord. Right. That they would do that. They would take that mindset when it comes to their leadership. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: that is a great word to wrap it up. Um. So obviously where can people get the book and how can they Follow you more because you've got a Facebook community. You do a lot of Facebook lives and chats with yeah. different people. And they're Tom cool because it's it
1: on Tom is a part of our yeah. community. Yeah, it's been so...
0: fun. Um, I've enjoyed watching and I've enjoyed being a part of on on the screen and, and off the screen. I really have yeah. enjoyed the conversations. They're a lot it of fun. It,
1: Tom, It is so much fun. Yeah. So you guys, we do a uh, monthly conversation. There's a Facebook page called Children's Ministry Moving Forward. It is a private group. This is never a group that you're going to see advertised if you want to be a part of it. Uh, it's because you want to be a part of it and you ask to be a part of it. I still get criticized about that. People are like, how come I just can't be a part of this? Why do you have to ask no. or, or answer any <laughs> questions? Then I'm like, because I don't want you a part of it. If uh, you don't want to be here. Like mm-hmm. This is not marketing. This is a real community of people. Nope who are looking for advice and, and Tom, you know, you've been on, it is, it is, I'm not a self-proclaimed expert. So it's fun for me to get uh, other amazing people who also are not self-proclaimed experts. That's fun. Right.
0: We just all get together and share <laughs> yeah. wisdom.
1: And we just, we just share and we pour our, our from wisdom.
0: our mistakes, yeah,
1: from <laughs> our mistakes and our experiences and different topics. And, you know, just once a month yeah. we are there. So please feel free to to join in and, and, and be a part of that also yeah. the book is everywhere obviously it's available on amazon but if you get off my website www.childheart83.com um you can get a copy of all of the books and it is a signed copy that will be sent to you and i put something in it that's right i don't just write my signature Ooh. I write a message in there for you, so if you're <laughs> into that, please go ahead and head over to my website. But I really don't care where you go. Mm-hmm. I my goal, Tom, is really to get this book in the hands of so many people. Yes. I'm praying, like Lord, you know the leaders, you know okay. the leaders who are going to get called mm-hmm. out, yep. who 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 need to see you they in this it. book, mm-hmm. um, and just get it into their hands. So, however you can get it, gift yep. it, put it in the Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep, I, I know. I know. I always tell people if, I, if they ask me to sign mine on like, my book, I'm like, now, you know, this devalues it, but yours, <laughs> I'd say it goes up in value. But so, but ChildsHeart83.com, I'll put those, I'll put those links in the show notes. I'll put the, the name of the Facebook group as well in the show notes so that you guys can, can go check out the conversations and Esther, my sister, thank you so much. I love you. Um, Thanks for being a part of our kingdom for for being part of the Kid Ministry Collective and, and uh, just, uh, yeah, just thanks for all that you're doing. Keep it going.
1: Thank you so much. I can't wait to be back.
0: All right, we, we will get you back and it won't be so long, I hope. Um, so, all right, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And I just want to, again, thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for leaving comments. Thanks for letting me know when you join our Facebook group. And just like Esther, yeah, I asked questions. You have to answer the questions to join the KMC too. And it's amazing how many leaders miss that. Yeah. Um, and then they get a little oh rejected. <laughs> I ha- and I have to sit there and go, decline with feedback (laughs) sorry answer the questions i don't know if people see those or they're thinking man tom is stuck up and he's keeping me out of the kmc i'm really not i just want you to follow the questions so
1: i know you follow the
0: protocol people yes that's it that's it anyway thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode real soon Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.